Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, beautiful. Welcome to episode 171. The truth about soulmates and twin flames. Wow. Again, another coming. one that, yeah, another one. It's like, wow, we haven't really haven't tackled this one. I feel like there's a lot to say here. A lot to say here. Yes. You're my soulmate. <laughs> you're my soulmate. Let's start with soulmates. You are Let's my start soulmate. with soulmates. Yeah. You are my soulmate. I'm true. I'm, I'm saying that truthfully. Because here's my perspective on soulmates. It's a mate to your soul. Of course, we have mates to our souls, but you don't have just one. Right. The idea right. that we just have one soulmate. I mean, who came up with that notion? That's insane. You think about it. It's like you're either living in your saboteur and your little girl, wounded child within, or you're living in your soul. And when you're living in your soul, you only get one mate. <laughs> I mean, like really really limited thinking. That's where we had to start that. Like it isn't, I believe in soulmates. I don't believe in twin flames. That will be the second, the second part of the episode, <laughs> but I absolutely believe in soulmates because there is a, a magic about when you open your heart and are moving through the world as exactly who you are. Every friend I have, I believe yes. is a soulmate. And I also believe every, I do believe every lover we have has some element of soulmate because we wouldn't have found them. Like every person we meet is part of our story, right? The soulmate is the person that helps us either come home to our soul. Like when I think of my ex, yes, it was the horrible fucking relationship, but I'm a coach because of him. Like there are things that happened in my life as a result of work, of dating him. I did healing work. I never would have found my way to before I found, I met you. I met you. I met you because oh, yeah. of him. Oh my God, that is right. So I connected true. with San Diego because of him. Whoa, we went to that so, rooftop party because yes, with him, his friends were my friends that I met through work. Wow. Yes. yes. Wild. So, so the, the, but the thing that kills me is people imagining that you only have one soulmate or not being willing to say that my friendships are soulmates. And then the worst of all, because this is the thing that happens with twin flame is because we're soulmates, we have to stay together. Uh, That's when it's yeah. a problem yes. rather than what is the teaching here? What transformation is happening when I'm with this person? Am I actually even in my soul? Because my truth is when I was dating Jamie, I was not like I wasn't, you know, we had, el we had elements of it, but it was only actually the things that he introduced me to. And when I went inward to looking toward myself and ended my relationship with him, that I actually found myself. 
Right. And so yes. it can be, you know, soulmates can either be the friends that it's like, oh my God, I feel at home with you. It's like, I've known you my whole life and we are going to be friends. You and I are going to be friends forever. Yes. <laughs> but, then, but then another element is, oh, is this a soulmate when I've met a lover that's actually having me confront parts of myself and having me look deeply at where I am actually inauthentic in my life or not, or sends me into deeper healing work that maybe I wouldn't have done without the activation of whatever's occurring when we're dating. Yeah. So then when you say it like that, I've never really considered this, but it feels like maybe that person's less of a mate to your soul, but they're more of like a guide to your soul because they activate you in such a way that they guide you back home to your soul because you have no other choice but to get there, you know, and that's often relationship ruptures or crazy toxic relationships awaken women. Like I work with so many women who they get pushed to the very edge. They leave that life. And now they're on the soul inquiry journey. And now that, that horrible relationship Mm. becomes a beautiful catalyst for, for an amazing new beginning in their life and meeting that actually starting to live from the soul. So maybe that relationship's more like a guide back to your soul. And then the soul mates are the ones who, where you feel in resonance with your soul, where it's like, easier. That's how I think of soulmate. Mm -hmm. I think whenever I'm in a romantic relationship and friendships, like when I'm in a soul based, it just feels like a soul connection where, like you said, it's like, you know, each other before you know each other, but not in a fantasy way, because everyone said you can't, I, I actually remember a line from the episode we did with Jennifer with not Jennifer, Jeffrey and, um, Vanessa, Vanessa, Jeffrey and Vanessa love them. So we interviewed them gosh, like two years ago or something. Yeah. A long time ago, their relationship, they he's relationship coach and she does energy work and stuff. And, uh, and I remember this line where she said, I knew the moment I met you, that you were my soulmate. And he said, well, you could only know that in retrospect. So you can think, you know, that. So here's the thing, your mind, your saboteur mind will try and make meaning of a soul connection. But when, when it's a friendship, you don't make meaning. You and I met at a rooftop party and we weren't like, oh my God, this is so special. One day we're probably going to have business together. We're going to like create things together. We have a podcast together. And this is where we're headed in the future. And we're going to be together forever. Mm -hmm. No, we just met at a rooftop party in San Diego, had a beautiful 10 minute conversation, added each other to Facebook pre-Instagram. I think it, I don't even think it was on Instagram. It definitely wasn't on Instagram. No, we were Facebook friends. This is like really dating ourselves here. (laughs) (laughs) We were OG. So Facebook friends. And then from there, it like over the years, we started preaching a similar message. And all of a sudden we started getting on zoom calls, like once every blue moon, like, I don't know, I would say three years and just to like say hello and ask what we were up to and support each other. And then the podcast, we were divinely guided to do a podcast and it was born. And it was like, we were guided to each other to birth this baby together. And we even birthed the baby, but there was no fantasy. So if you are meeting men on dates and you are like, oh my God, this is my soulmate. That's your saboteur fantasy addict. Versus like, wow, I feel a soul connection. Like there's a really, there's a difference because when you feel a soul connection, it doesn't mean you know where the connection is headed Mm -hmm. or what the purpose of the relationship is. A soul connection could just be, you're meant to have this deep soul connection for the next three months, learn a bunch of things about yourself, get to meet new aspects of yourself, get to experience life in a new way. And then it sends you on a totally different trajectory. Like we don't know the purpose of the soul connection 
question, but the fantasy addict part of your saboteur will take that soul connection and will make a, write a big future story about it and make so much meaning about it as opposed to it just being like, wow, this feels like a beautiful soul connection. It's a feeling. It's not a story. It's not a future script. And you can't know that feeling if you don't know yourself. Mm. And that's, that's the thing that kills me about the, the, the one, right? Like even looking for the one that most of the time, instant chemistry is shared trauma, <laughs> like a yeah. rush of adrenaline or that idea that then I found my soulmate or this person's the one, because I'm feeling a rush is trauma. What we're talking about of a, of the felt sense of a soul connection is peace. There's a peace when you're, when you're no yes. longer, you haven't, you're, you've done the work to no longer be acting from any of your inauthentic act, you know, protective patterns. And so you can't even meet friends without being yourself. You can't meet new lovers and aligned lovers without being yourself. And being yourself is not just this like cute thing that gets thrown around. It's so many women. I mean, we're bred, we're, we're conditioned from the get-go to be good girls, right? To follow certain rules, to look a certain way. We have to shove away certain parts of ourselves. And a soulmate is a friendship or a lover where the fullest expression of who you are can be had, right? With that person. And it doesn't mean it's going to last forever. I have, yes. I, I have probably talked about this person before. I'm someone who's had like best friends my whole life. Like I was always really, I had one like really good friend, like a best friend in elementary school, best friend in high school, best friend in, in college. Now Andrew's like, how many best friends do you have? Cause I call everyone my best friend, <laughs> but I think of my college best friend all the time. I think of her all the time and we're not friends anymore. And she was absolutely a soulmate for me. Like, I really want to bring in that it doesn't mean they last forever, yes, right? Yes. You could have one, you could have one great night with a soul aligned connection. Like maybe you meet someone on vacation, right? And oh my God, you have the time of your life with that person as a friendship or a lover for a week. And then you, it's on vacations, so you never see them again. But the, the takeaway is what did I get to just activate inside myself or discover about myself? Mm -hmm. I mean, my best friend from college is the reason I'm sober right? Like we were best friends and she served her purpose. And she's the, she told me the truth about my alcoholism. And I got sober as a result of her telling me the truth about how it was affecting her. And, and I am still sad that I think about her all the time. Right. But that, that idea of forever, like that's the fucking problem with yes. soulmates, because then we talk about telling a story, right? We then tell a story that something was bad and wrong. And I'm sure you would agree with me on this because I feel like I haven't, we haven't really said this, but it needs to be said. Divorce does not mean you chose wrong. I am very fucking fired up about this because I'm sick of people having this idea. It doesn't mean you chose yes. wrong. Because that's the thing that's killing me about twin flames and the one and giving and why we have rampant anxiety, more relationship anxiety was not a fucking thing, right? We have relationship anxiety now because people are obsessed with choosing right or choosing wrong because they don't trust themselves because they're traumatized because they don't know how to be at home in their soul. So then you make up a million stories about everything. So you know, Reese Witherspoon and her husband just announced their divorce. Doesn't mean they chose wrong. Doesn't mean they married the wrong person. It means that relationship served a purpose and now it's over. So I would argue that even if these women that are getting divorced and, and they're trying to find their souls now, there was a soul recognition. 
Like Jamie was a soul recognition. It wasn't all of my soul, but we yeah. have little glimmers. Like we we're never For sure. not like we're never not ourselves. Just we either are living like from one percent of the truth of who we are, or a hundred percent of the truth of who we are. Because we wouldn't be attracted to people like a- attraction or or friendship or even the people you talk to in in the Starbucks. There's a glimmer of soul recognition and awareness, but most people don't know how to follow that or always live from that place because that's what's protecting them from it. So I want to, that feels really important to me because this anxiety, the anxiety piece is out of control and the anxiety is fueled by all the stories, you know, like you said, or if the person breaks up with me or all of a sudden, you know, the guy that I was dating and felt a really deep soul connection ghosted me. Oh, maybe I did something wrong. No, it just means that was, that was complete. That that was enough that, right. Yes. Yeah. Cause from a soul evolution perspective, we are all contributing to each other's soul journeys and always, you know, it's all part of it. Some people end up staying in their patterns more than they're knowing their souls. And every one of you that's listening to this podcast is here because you're meant to live a soul led life. So you're, you're letting your experiences be more of a catalyst to live more in alignment with your soul. And to, but like every single person you meet is a part of that soul evolution and whatever your soul was here to learn in this lifetime. I think of the book, the alchemist. It's like, I love these, what you said. It's like every person you meet, I think I have soul connections with strangers all the time because especially the more present you are, the more you will like be on an airplane, meet someone, have like that conversation, change the trajectory of your life without even realizing things like that happen all the time. Like we're all on our little alchemist journeys and life is constantly leading us. And, you know, if we just stay stuck in the stories in our head, arguing with reality and live in anxiety and don't go on the pilgrimage back home to getting to know your own soul, like we, we often miss how, how much, life is leading us in all these beautiful ways. Like you and I meeting on that rooftop patio that night. And like, you're for sure. One of my soulmates, like who I meant to like do life with, you know? And, and I love what you said. Um, I mean, about the whole right and wrong thing. It's like that, that whole premise, I went on a rant about this in the masterclass last week, that whole premise of right or wrong is based on this idea that we're all supposed to only have one relationship that lasts forever. And that's the only option. And that's not going to be the reality for most humans on planet earth. Right. And so every relationship serves a purpose. Like I, I shared a story about how when I first started dating Jeff, I just kept following my yeses. Every time he asked me out, I'd be like, I, I didn't really, wasn't like thinking of him between the dates. I wasn't, he, I wasn't swept away by him in any way. Well, I mean, good thing, <laughs> but, but I wasn't in any fantasy about him. I wasn't sure. And then every time he asked me out, I'd just check in with my body and it kept being a yes. And I remember one of my best friends was like, no, this guy's not right for you. He's not, trust me, he's not right. And like for a year, we had this contention in our relationship because she thought he was wrong for me. And in retrospect, if we were only subscribing to this model where we're all looking for one person forever and ever, and that's the only option, then maybe that would be true. But then what does that produce? A bunch of people who feel like failures and feel like they're losing and feel like they've done something wrong versus the reality was I was meant to be in a relationship with Jeff for seven years. I would not have this business. We would not have this podcast. He might not have a Michelin restaurant and many other restaurants. Had we not come together and supported each other to step into our purposes, that was the purpose of our relationship. Just like your relationship with Jamie was about you getting onto this path and your relationship with your, your best friend from college was about getting sober. Like 
every single relationship, even the tiny ones, even the week long ones, you know, some, I, I often work with women who are like, I've never had a relationship, but when we actually unpack it, they have, they've just been short. Even those are part of your story. And even if you've had none, that's part of your story and what you're here to experience. Every relationship that we have, our friendships, our romantic relationships, all serve a purpose in our evolution. And the truth is, we don't know what the purpose is until later. You don't know in the moment. You can think you know. And like Vanessa thought, okay, Jeffrey's my soulmate. We're going to be together forever. And hey, you know, so far they're they're still together and still loving each other. And that's great. And like that that might not have been what the soul connection was. Maybe they were meant to launch a business together. Mm -hmm. Maybe they were meant to just meet and plant seeds and then go their separate ways. Like every single relationship has a purpose and let's let go of the fucking future. Like let's let go. Like when you learn, I love how Abraham Hicks uses the metaphor to put your oars in your boat and let the stream carry you. Life has a beautiful Mm. journey in store for you. When you learn how to surrender to the journey of life, there is so much in store for you. There are so many magical characters who are going to enter your story and change your life that you don't even know it. Some that will be there for five minutes, some that will be there for five years, some for 50 years, whatever. It doesn't like every single person will serve a purpose. There's a magical story that's, that's unfolding before you, but most of us are just trying to control it based on our conditioning and so obsessed with the future and where we're supposed to be and what kind of relationships we're supposed to have and what it's supposed to look like that we were energetically kinking the hose. Like she says, you're paddling upstream against the current when the stream so badly just wants to carry you. And let's also remember, because this is the next piece of every relationship has a purpose. The Course in Miracles says you can choose to either learn through pain or learn through joy. And the thing, you know, we can switch now to the twin flame idea. I have watched so many women tell themselves that their abusive partner is their twin flame or the person that is married to someone else is their twin flame (laughs) or the person that is just totally not available, but they're being breadcrumbs and they fuck every other week and they tell themselves that that's their twin flame. So at the big picture, you are not, you are here to learn, right? And be transformed and to heal. You are not here to learn through abuse. No. Or soulmate or your twin flame is not someone who is abusive. You are not meant to learn some spiritual lesson staying in a, in an abusive relationship. The spiritual lesson is to wake up and say, this is not what I'm meant to experience. And the biggest lesson for me as a recovering codependent, and I think anyone struggling with codependent is they don't believe that they deserve peace or happiness, right? Their, their whole MO is I'm here to suffer. I mean, this is also our culture, right? Suffering and struggle and pain and, and who has the the worst story rather than I, I, the lesson is to leave, right? Like that's the lesson and that's the healing. The healing is to have compassion for what, what got, and to look at what got you in the first place into an abusive or toxic or narcissistic relationship. You can say, okay, Maybe I wish that experience didn't happen, but it did. So therefore I was meant to have it. And now I learn and heal so I don't experience it again, right? If you keep having abusive relationships, that is something to look at, right? You're not meant to learn through pain. So the twin flame story 
is a myth. So the soulmate truth is that I have my soul and then there's soul recognition with multiple people. The twin flame myth is that we were born. I actually think it's a Greek myth. So we have to look this up, but the twin flame myth is that we were born with four arms and legs and then we are separated. So twin flame is literally that I meet, this is it, that I meet the one the person that I was born connected to and that's meant to be forever. And we're never going to have that kind of, you know, recognition again. So there's soulmate recognition. And I do believe it can vary on different levels, right? There can be an intensity of like, when I think of some of my, like you included, like the closest girlfriends I have, it's just like unbelievable to me. Like that I've had friends, they're my, been my friends for 10 to 14 years now. Like that's really freaking special. They feel like sisters. Like that's how I like I would say that that's how I feel about with you. Yes. So the the I don't believe in twin flame because one, can you just feel that story for a second? Oh my god, there's a person that I was born connected to, and I have to spend my whole life trying to find the other half to my soul. Okay, give me a break. And then worst of all, worst of all, really, is because this story is used in spiritual community for people to stay in abusive and toxic relationships or people to stay in relationships where all you're doing is constantly processing your relationship rather than actually having a fucking relationship. So please. And I'm sure if you're listening, you know, I mean, the amount of, I've got a message from a client a couple months ago saying all of her friends keep calling psychics, right? So we did do an episode on your love life being ruined by psychics. So please go back and listen to that one. But she just said, she's like, my friends are in abusive and horrible or unrequited love relationships and they keep going to psychics and the psychics are saying, this is your twin flame. Oh yeah. I've heard that a lot. I, yeah. Because I who, who are you going to keep paying? Who are you going to, you're going to keep paying the psychic that's telling yes. you that this is your twin flame uh, and yes. you're meant to have it. So, so the, the lesson is you actually do need to be d- deeply digging in your life every day. Like every day to be journaling or sitting in meditation and saying, what's true for me? What's going on? Right. Can And you learn how to have that self-awareness. Like that's the learning on how to be an observer and reflector, you know, in your life. But that's what I have to say about the twin flame thing. Your turn. Yeah. I'm so, well, I'm so glad you brought it up because like, I actually don't really know a lot about it other than just hearing that term used mm-hmm. thrown out around a lot in, in, in the new age spiritual world. Like when I lived in Nosara, Costa Rica for five and a half months, lots of twin flame talk. Mm. Everyone's a twin flame and everyone who's saying this person's their twin flame. It's a justification for an incredibly toxic relational dynamic. And so here's why, and it's really just the modern day, the one, and then that person that yes. you stop caring, you stop putting energy into the yourselves in the relationship. You just taught you, you increase your tolerance for bullshit and for, for treating each other poorly. And I love what you said about processing all day. I had one of those relationships. I was like, I just want a deep emotional connection. Then I had this one with this man that I worked with and it was like three months of like processing all day. And then at the end of three months, I was like, I just want to have fun. Like, actually, (laughs) what do I actually want to have fun? But the twin flame thing, like, I just think of the, all my, all my relationships, all my friendships and you know, even just like the people that I see every day at the coffee shop in Greece and at the restaurants I go to and, but like all my close relationships, including my romantic relationship right now are peaceful. It's just peace Peace. and it's open and it's grounded and it's loving and it's supportive. And it just feels so good. 
so nourishing. It's peaceful. And uh, my, my um, guy that I'm in a relationship right now with right now, he doesn't, he's like, I've never felt this in a relationship, like so much peace. Like we're both so grounded, but in our own lives, we're grounded and peaceful. And then we bring that to each other. And there's just this like, peace and our, it it is such a deep soul connection. And that's what I have with all my girlfriends and my guy friends and my gay friends and all my (laughs) friends. I, that it's that soulful, peaceful, calm energy. And that, and obviously there's fun laughter and all those things too, but it's like, it's grounded. It's grounded. Yeah. Even the fun it's grounded. It's not like wild, like let's get wasted and go shrieking through the park. It's like, <laughs> it's grounded because it's real, right? It's just alignment. That's what it feels like. So if you don't feel like that in your relationship and you're using the term twin flame, chances are you're gaslighting yourself into staying into a really toxic relationship because of some new version of the fantasy. That's just got spiritual packaging, but it's, it's fantasy. When you're in alignment with your soul, you get to feel good. And of course, activations are going to happen. Triggers are going to happen, which is why it's so important to work with Catherine or me or someone learning about your patterns, learning about your protective mechanisms, learning about your inner child so that that part's not hijacking your relationship so that you build capacity to keep and maintain a relationship from your soul so that you know what to do when you get activated in a relationship because it's going to happen, but you have to know what to do so that you're not constantly in projection on the other person and then throwing your pain around and re-traumatizing each other, which is what so many people do in relationships. I was like, there's the modern day relationship. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. So I agree. Yeah. And, And that's, and I... I, you can't know peace if you're in your own drama. Yeah. Like you, you know, the healing, what healing work is like what coming home to yourself, taking a pause on being obsessive about relationship, right. And getting to know yourself is saying, who am I? What's important to me? What are the stories that I've told about myself or what are the behaviors that I've adopted that were maybe worked for me as a child, but are not working for me as an adult. And I've always said that drama is a substitute for aliveness, right? Someone addicted to drama does not know how to come alive in themselves. So they have to, they create drama and need drama or addictions in order to feel alive. I didn't know what peace was like, are you kidding me? I mean, I couldn't sit still for 60 seconds, but then like the healing brings you to, and I'm, and there's so many, I'm thinking about all the like you know, there's so many Instagram accounts where this is like the statement about healing for women. It's like, you cannot like you, when you come home to peace, it's like, you refuse to make any choices that disrupt that. Right. And I always offer that the aligned choice is the path of peace does not mean that it's easy, always easy. Right. Like we have to, like, I love what you just said about triggers because a lot of people talk about the fantasy of the one they tell themselves like, Oh, I haven't met the right person. Then if I keep getting triggered, Right. Or having met the right person or if we, if we fight like once, you know, or if I don't feel in love every second of every day, I mean, we just are so fucked around love. Like no one yes. actually is teaching us about what healthy love is. Yes. But the thread of peace is that I can be triggered in my marriage and my p- partner can stay right next to me and process with me. Right. Or I can be triggered in my marriage. I don't need to blow up my marriage. I know how to be with my own emotional pain yeah. rather than say I've chosen wrong or this is wrong and bad or I'm wrong and bad or behave like a five year old. 
again. And I think they, for, for women, like you have to make your peace the most important thing, right? Because this is our life. You only get one life. I mean, how many more times are we going to say this, right? Like every day, what's important to you. And, and it is, I get it. It's really hard to leave toxic relationships, right? It's really hard to make the choice to say that I matter and my peace matters, right? And even though we have kids or even though we've built a life together, and even though this is going to be really difficult, I'm worth it. I'm worth starting over. I'm worth having peace. And you don't need spiritually bypassing language or bullshit beliefs to justify why you're doing anything. You won't actually have, this is a thing from AA. I'm going to share. Someone said, because the the principles of AA are about, you know, following God's will for you. Like that's it. Like it's the whole purpose is surrender. And someone once said in my early sobriety, you will never have to justify God's will for you. And it was so powerful because I was full of excuses about everything, right? But, but this, but that, but this, but that, but that. And it was like, you, you, do, you won't have to justify. You won't have to justify the, the stream of life, right? You won't have to rationalize a path. You won't have to defend the choices you're making, right? When I moved to Hawaii, bought a one-way ticket to Hawaii, everyone in my life was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I remember just being like, it is the biggest like, yes, of my life. And it scared the shit out of me. There's a lot of confusion and pain and hardship leading up to me getting on that plane. And then I got on that plane and had the best time, the the most extraordinary trip of my life. I mean, I don't know how many more times to talk about it because it was the best time of my life. And I'm sure every woman feels that way about um, the immersion, right? It's not, I mean, some, some of your clients are, it's a full body. Yes. And there's no drama about it and some pay and then they freak out, right? Just like with coaching, right? There, there has to be enough of an edge when you make that first in- investment in yourself that says, okay, I'm going to take a bigger step into my life. And it doesn't mean that I always feel good every second about it, right? Any step outside of your comfort zone is going to be challenging, but there's a difference between I'm out of my comfort zone and this is challenging and I'm in abuse and toxic relationship. And I'm having to rationalize and justify and make excuses for why someone treats me like crap or why I feel like crap dating this person, right? You have choices. You are not a little girl anymore. You do not deserve to be abused. No one does. You have the power to get out and you are so worthy and deserving and you don't need spiritual platitudes to justify anything in your life. Yes. So important how, and how we do that to ourselves. And I was going to say, I think you should go back to Hawaii. That's a I sidebar. do need to go back to Hawaii. <laughs> I want to take my baby to Hawaii. That would be the dream. I have to go back with Madeline and Andrew can come too. Um, <laughs> I, and then the, the last thing I'll say is just that I'm so glad you said the anxiety piece. And like, if you are dysregulated, if your nervous system is dysregulated and you always feel anxious, you always feel anxious, you always feel this low level of like disconnection and like, oh, you are going to tolerate so much more because you don't know what it feels like to feel good in your body. That's why I do the immersion. So women actually get to feel in their body what the pleasure, relaxation, grounding, they know what it feels like to actually feel at home inside of themselves. And I think this is why both of us do our work. It's like, once you have that baseline and that becomes your new normal, you're not going to be able to tolerate anything toxic. I had a friend that was out of alignment and it's like, no, no, it just like you, the tolerance is 
so low for something that's out of alignment. And so you get to keep cleaning up your life so that you get to be around people you feel really deeply supported by and connected with and, and you feel good to be around because you get to feel good. And, and so much of how we feel internally is, is determined by our environments and who we surround ourselves with. So And you can try and just change who you surround yourself with, but until you come home to yourself and regulate your system and know what it feels like to feel grounded and peaceful inside of you, you're not going to know. You're not going to be able to decipher. So also I'm going to plug somatic experiencing nervous system regulation. Peter Levine's book, Waking the Tiger is a great place to start. Um, But if you find a somatic experiencing practitioner near you, nervous system regulation, hands-on, life-changing, super important. And body, body work, body, you know, like talk talk therapy. I mean, I'm, I'm not trained in somatic experiencing, but I'm trained in trauma resolution through the body, you know? Um, so body work is necessary. It's just, it's, it's can't all be through your head and all the stories about soulmates and twin flames and, and, and all the things that you tolerate are all in your head. And so, you know, this is the reminder that you can, you can heal. You can yes. heal, you can come home, you do deserve peace. And when you prioritize that, that's when everything changes. You know, that's what did it for me. I'm sure that's what did it for you. And now, I'm, you know, every day it is like you said, the, as soon as a friend doesn't feel good, it just takes like a very short period of time to be like, nope, <laughs> not yeah. like yeah. five years later, like, oh, I'm, I'm suffering, you know? And, and that's why with dating, when you know yourself, you don't need to be Googling shit. You don't need to be on YouTube. You don't need to be asking, I mean- this was, you know, a while ago when he made the comment about your friend being like, I don't think he's right for you. Like, what the fuck? Like, you don't know what's best for your friends. Like, shut up, ask better questions to say, how do you feel when you're with this person? Tell me about the experience you're having. Hey, what do you think that's about? That's how you empower each other, right? We're wondering why women don't trust themselves is because everyone thinks they know what's best for women. How about that? Like the revolution is you coming home so that you can say, you know what, they're going to judge me anyway. And they're going to have all kinds of ideas about my life anyway, but I'm the one who has to live my life. So I better be making choices that align with the truth of my soul. And that's what we stand for. That's what the new truth is about. And we're, we're so grateful to have this platform with you. So that's, that's it for me. And you're the only one who's in your body who knows how you feel and you get to feel good. You get to feel peace. Like one of the most common things, reflections I get now is people feel really calm when they're around me. Like, wow, you're so calm. I feel so calm when I'm around you. I get that feedback a lot. And it's like, nobody felt calm around me before. Oh my God. Like 10 years ago, that would be the opposite experience that everyone would have had of me. So you get to come home to yourself and you get to be anchored and grounded in who you are in the world. So Join us. Know where to find us. We have a lot of a lot of good stuff for you. Homecoming um, is Catherine's, and I have the reclamation. And there's lots of places where you can come play with us. So come check it out. We love you, and um, we'll see you next week. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.